Hi there, Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Today we're going to talk about the 2015 remake, Rabid Dogs. The history behind the original movie, uh, Mario Brava, who's a famous horror director, if you've not read his stuff, sorry about the click there. Um, this was his only non-horror film. He completed filming on this in 1974 and the company went bankrupt. The producers went bankrupt and he was eventually able to finish it. Then I guess his son finished it later. It came out in the nineties. It's pretty well regarded as a cult classic, but not an easy movie to see. I knew about it. I'd never seen it. So I was ordering some stuff from hamiltonbook.com and they have this shout factory IFC midnight edition of Rabid Dogs, a French-Canadian remake that came out in 2015, released on Blu-ray in 2016. Couldn't find too many reviews about it, but I was interested. And the reviews I did find were actually pretty good. It's sitting about 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it only has about 12 reviews. Not an easy movie to look up or find anything about, so why not give it a shot? It was a couple bucks. Short version is, it doesn't, always do everything it sets out to do. But in the end, you ever watch one of those movies where you, you don't know if you really like it. And then the ending saves it like the ending you go, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I did like that movie. Yeah. This is one of those movies where the ending truly saves the movie. I won't get into spoilers. I might do a little coda at the end. Um, I'll let you know before that comes up, but I won't do any spoilers within this. So the remake of the movie does change a few things, but not a lot of things. Uh, some bank robbers, leave a bank robbery through some misadventures, have to uh, take a couple hostages, um, steal a car and go on the run. And that's what the movie's about. It's not the easiest movie to watch because nobody's really a good guy in this movie except for the hostages, right? And our, our bad guys go anywhere from bad guys with a heart of gold to a psychopath. Um, there's some twists and turns. It's a 90 minute film. There is a documentary on the Blu-ray that is a few minutes longer than the film is. That tells you what high regard the producers of this movie, uh, held. It's a French Canadian movie. It was produced with money from Canada. I assume that's why it's in French that made it easier for them to make it. I assume I haven't watched the whole, all of the extras yet. I couldn't tell you all the details about the making of this film. And like I said, it was hard to find anything about the film probably because it's French language, but not a French film. It's French Canadian. Hmm. Anyway, the director had only directed two movies. His name is Eric, um, Hanezo. I knew Lambert Wilson. He stars in the movie. He's one of the hostages. I liked him in the matrix and a few other movies I've seen him in. So that, that between a few good reviews, uh, an actor I like and a remake of a movie that I was familiar with. I picked it up for a couple bucks and it was worth a watch. If you get a chance to watch it, I wouldn't say run right out and buy it. But again, it's one of those movies that gets elevated by the ending. The ending changes everything. I think everybody's pretty good in the movie. Um, Virgin Ledoyen. I can't pronounce some of the other French names. I knew her from some other movies. I knew a couple of the other guys from some other movies. Side characters or whatever. Lambert Wilson is the biggest actor in this. 
And like I said, I couldn't find much about the director. He's directed two French-Canadian movies, and that's about it. Cinematography is good. Surround sound is good. Music choices are interesting. They have an orchestral version of Creep that plays over some of the events at the end. I thought that was an interesting choice. Not probably how I would have gone, but okay. But all in all, if you want to see a gritty, violent... um, This was put out by IFC Midnight and Shout Factory and Scream Factory, which are the horror arms of those companies. It's not a horror movie, but it is pretty violent. There's some bloody stuff that happens, but overall it's not as shocking as it wants to be. It's not as gory as it wants to be. In the end, I did enjoy the 90 minutes I spent with the film. Um, I don't know that it's one I'd revisit a lot, but when I have a friend who says they want to see a this kind of movie, kind of a, not that the dialogue is up to Tarantino standards, but some of the situations are very Tarantino-esque. You know, if I have friends that want to see that kind of movie and don't see the end of this coming, which I didn't, that made it worthwhile. And again, it's only 90 minutes. It stretched to the point where uh, it got to a point, about an hour and 15 minutes of the movie, I'm like, why am I still watching this? These, these are all bad guys. It doesn't look like anybody's going to come out of this alive. This isn't, you know... You watch things like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction about bad people doing bad things, but there's always something you're going to be shocked by what happens later. You know, things change. They're weird. The, some things get elevated in those films. This one, it just kind of stays down in the gutter and kind of gritty for the entire run of the movie until the end, which changes things drastically. But I did like the film when it was over. Glad I spent two bucks on it. Glad it's in the collection. Like I said, every once in a while, this will probably be the right thing to see. So would I recommend it? If you can stream it for free, absolutely. If you have to pay money for it, well, I might rent it before I'd buy it just to make sure you like it. If you're a fan of any of the actors in the film, um, then pick it up because it's it's pretty good work all the way around. Like I said, cinematography, music, all that stuff is pretty good. It's not triple um, A level. I didn't think it was a B movie either. I thought it was fine. And the ending really saves. So that's pretty much the review. I'm going to do the little coda now that has spoilers. Uh, if you don't want to know the ending, uh, thank you for listening. My links are below. A lot more podcasts are coming. Thank you very much for being here. And here comes the spoilers in three, two, one. The original Mario Brava movie played up bigger the fact that some a child was kidnapped. This is in the background on the radio, but doesn't really come to light until the very end of the movie. See, um, Lambert Wilson's character is the driver of the vehicle, and he tells them that he's trying to get his daughter, his four-year-old daughter, to a transplant or she's going to die. And when she starts waking up, he needs to put her back to sleep or she's going to get quite agitated. He does that a couple of times in the film. In the original movie, it was a boy, I believe, from what I read. At the very end of the movie, our hostage has been trying to find a way to one-up everybody, and he finally does. He finally gets a gun, and he kills everybody, including, here comes another spoiler, the female hostage, the co-star of the movie. He shoots her, too. He shoots everybody dead. He takes the money. He gets in the car, and he drives away. And then on the radio, he hears the report 
of the kid being kidnapped and there's supposed to be a ransom involved. And he looks back at the kid that he has kidnapped. He's the kidnapper. And then the whole idea of rabid dogs comes full circle. He was a more rabid dog than the rabid dogs of the movie. He stole the money and, and in the original story, he went ahead and was going to go ahead and take the, uh, the ransom money too. This one kind of leaves it open-ended on what he's going to do, but he gets away with the kid and the money. Leaving all the other characters of the movie dead there in the dirt, I, it really changed the flick. I thought, you know, hostages we killed at the end, the bad guys would get away, and then I'm like, why did I watch this movie? But no, our good guy was actually a badder guy than the bad guys. That, that's, that changed the whole movie for me. Honestly, like I said earlier, I had gotten to the point where I'm like, why am I still watching this? Because nothing, nothing positive is going to happen from this. The, the dialogue is not so much that I'm, you know, on the edge of my seat to find out what they're going to say next. One, one of the gang is a psychopath who's trying to rape the, the female hostage. Um, you know, it was like, this is just keeps going down and down and down and I'm going to watch it. And I checked the time and I'm like, there's literally five minutes left of the movie. There's four minutes left of them. What's going to happen? Well, the very end is the very end and it's 60 seconds and it's over. And I thought it was amazing. I thought the ending really elevated the film to much higher standards than the rest of it. I, I, it's almost that Kaiser Sosa usual suspects. Um, it was in plain sight the whole time. This movie does a better job of hiding it than Mario Brava's original version did or I just wasn't paying attention if there were clues to it earlier. When it does finally happen, it's pretty shocking. And I thought, wow, that's a good ending. Kudos. So rabid dogs. If that sounds good and you've stayed this long and you know what the ending is, now you'll probably go watch it because it is entertaining to see what happens. It is a little bloody. It's violent. It's rated R. Well, the, the original was rated R. I would say this is rated R even though it's unrated. I don't know if they have to submit French Canadian movies to the rating system. I don't really know much about the making of this movie. I'll have to watch the documentary and get back to you. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. Thanks for checking out this review. A lot more on the way. Thanks for subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. Have a spectacular day.